Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And man, did you deliver in a thousand different ways. Remember, there are no phone calls on the Jesse Kelly Show on Friday. There are no guests. There's nothing but your questions that you emailed in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And I answer them all. And it is everything from why did Trump keep Dr. Fauci? The mandate stuff for the military? What armrests do I claim in the movie theater? Somebody, somebody is questioning my educational background at community college. People want to know what should Republicans do going forward? Then we have questions about January 6th, Joe Biden, everything under the sun. It's going to be a really, really, really fun night on the Jesse Kelly Show. But I do have to pause for all that. And believe me, I want to get into all that and just say, you know I'm a sociopath and a bad person. And I don't have feelings. The feelings. The wife likes to say I don't have a soul. And I don't think that's fair, but it's not far off. I just don't have the normal feelings other people have. I don't cry at sad movies. I don't have a ton of emotional ups or downs. I'm just kind of fairly even. It what, Chris? Chris said, when my food gets messed up, that's an emotional down. I'm really embarrassed to say he's 100% right about that. I, I, don't, I don't do well with that. But we're setting that aside, Chris. Don't interrupt the monologue. Anyway, it takes a lot to impress me is what I'm trying to get at. It takes a lot to impress me. I, I wish I was more easily impressed. I'm not. I'm so blown away by you right now. Last night on the show... I announced that I've never done anything like this. I'm just, I'm so mad about all this vaccine mandate nonsense costing people their jobs. And I announced on the show last night that my mentor, Michael Berry, and I, he's another big radio host, we're good friends, that we were getting together and we're going to pick three families and we're going to raise them $10,000 each and try to connect them with a new employer. And so I put out this solicitation last night, not even for money. In fact, I remember several times saying, I don't want money yet. We're going to pick the families, at least one family, and then we'll raise them the money. And then we'll go on to the next one. That's, that's what I said several times. Do you know what I showed up to today from you? I, I, I had no idea this was coming. I went to community college. We'll get into that a little later. But I'm pretty sure three families at $10,000 each is, oh, around $30,000. Chris, did I do that right? We all know we need to go to you for accounting. Okay, so that's thirty grand. I showed up having said I don't even want donations yet, and I have $25,000 in pledges already sitting beside me. One guy, Patrick from Albany, who called in late last night, already got the check in the mail. So that's step one, what I showed up to. You know what else I showed up to? Employer after employer after employer in state after state after state saying, I want them. Oh, I'll take them. Hey, I'm doing this in this state. I'm doing this in that state. I am so blown away, impressed by that. And there's something else. Yes, we have families. I think we have already picked our first one. I don't want to give that away yet, but I think we have already picked our first one. Families that are under the gun, and we're going to be helping them out with this as soon as we pick them. But you know what else I have an email inbox full of? People saying, I'm about to lose my job. I don't want anything. I just wanted you to know. I'm going to do just fine, Jesse. We're going to make it. I'm so impressed. Everybody who listens to the show is a better person than I am. 
I know that's I know that's not difficult, but I'm so impressed. I All right, that's enough. That's sappy nonsense. That's not why you listen. Just I'm very, very impressed. Okay? Very impressed. Thank you. Now, let's begin with something that's gonna sound a little off. It's a weird way to begin, because it's not top story. I mean, there's all these random stories out there today. Nothing huge. It's actually a good day for Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. But this story got to me, and it got to me big time. The Boy Scouts. Now, I, I need a full disclosure for everybody. I was never a Boy Scout. <laughs> I know you're going to find that shocking. Chris, you were? That's amazing. I didn't even, even know you people joined the Boy Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't know you were a Boy Scout. Oh, that's weird. Anyway, I was never a Boy Scout. Never a Cub Scout, never an Eagle Scout. I did have a bunch of friends that were, though, and I had a bunch. I still have a bunch of buddies who have kids that are in it. A bunch of my friends were in it. And it's one of those things I never joined it, but I always admired it. I mean, how cool? How cool is that? I, I always thought it was cool. Oh, wow, they're going out camping and stuff like that. Now, that's what I did for fun anyway up in Montana. But, well, they're going out fishing. They're, that sounds cool. Look, you get a merit badge. They're teaching them honor and respect. And it's just... I never did it, but I know enough to know it's a solid American institution that, tr- that, that has good values. Or, wait a minute, I guess I probably put that wrong. It used to. You know the Boy Scouts of America? They have a new badge out now. A new badge your child gets to strive for. The badge is entitled Citizenship in Society. How do you achieve this badge? How's your child going to achieve this badge? Well, it will encourage scouts to explore topics around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I know this is not exactly news. The uh, Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts have been rotting away for years with this cultural rot and filth. So I'm not breaking news here that the Boy Scouts are going away. But I saw it, and I'm not going to lie, it hit me. It hit me hard. That what I say all the time on here and what you say back to me by email and by phone is so true. The communist takes everything. Everything. It's his entire mentality. He is miserable, so at least you have that over him. He's miserable now. He always will be miserable. So you'll always have that over him. But he just wants everything. The communist never has even a brief moment, never a brief moment where he looks around and says to himself, I should, you know, I should back off. Uh, You know, let's leave that. Let's leave that alone. Yeah, we got the Democratic Party and the, the media. We control the education system. We have the entertainment industry. You know, that's the Boy Scouts. Let's, they're just teaching kids about honor and integrity and not tying and starting a fire. Why don't, we le- why don't we leave that be? Let's let them have it. That thought would never even enter the mind of the communist. And it drives me insane, not because of the communist, because I understand the communist nature. What drives me insane is the right's response to it. How did we let them get this far? How did we let them even sniff control of all of our cultural institutions? I mean, I realize the FBI has had some <coughs> really bad moments, Ruby Ridge and others, Waco. I, I get that. But still, 
Didn't you grow up? I mean, am I weird? Didn't you grow up revering the FBI? I did. Now, I have, a, I have every single libertarian right now bashing their head against the radio saying, no, I've always hated him. No, I get that. I get that. You turned out to be right. All right, I got it. I got it. But, man, I, as a kid, I told you this before, as a child, I, I think I was six or seven, I wrote him a letter. Remember back when you wrote letters instead of emails? I wrote him a letter saying I want to be an FBI agent, and I'll never forget, they sent me back this huge, thick packet on uh, being an FBI agent, and I'm sure they just had a bunch ready to go for kids, and I had that in my hands. I bet my mom still has it somewhere, because moms save everything. I treasured it. I was going to be one of those guys with the, with the blue jacket on it and the yellow lettering in the back, and I was going to have the cool sunglasses on. Pretty girls were going to wave at me, and I was going to be in the FBI, and I was going to people. Our FBI is rancid trash now. Rancid trash. Completely, completely focused on attacking the political opponents of the communists. Completely focused on it. How did we let them take the FBI? We let them take it all. We let them take the churches, man. We let them take the churches. And I'm not telling you about your religious beliefs, I don't care. The church, the American Christian church and Catholic church, whatever you want to call it, I don't get involved in all those denominational wars. It is a critical pillar of American society. Societies have religions. Christianity is the base religion of America. Always has been. It's what we were founded on. So there's no, that'd be like denying Israel's base religion is Judaism. Uh, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia is Islam. Societies have religions. That's okay. We let them take the churches? Remember I lost my own pastor? What was that, two years ago now, Chris? Well, a year and a half, two years ago now? Church we dearly loved. Stands up there after St. George Floyd died. Well, we all have to examine our white privilege. Nope, I don't. See ya. Never been back. My mom actually told me the other day, she said, because well, we're still looking, she said, why don't you go back to that one? I said, Mom, if it was the last church on the planet, I wouldn't darken the door of that place. Man, what happened to us? How did we let him take the Boy Scouts? Ticks me off. All right, you know what else ticks me off? Not getting to ask Dr. Jesse questions, which I'm going to do next. And you know what else ticks me off? Knowing I paid full price for my pillow. <laughs> now, get this. In all seriousness, you know, you already know I love the My Pillow mattress toppers, and you know I love the Giza Dream Sheets. You know all that. The My Pillow pillow was my first ever product. Before I was ever even in radio or TV, back when I was selling RVs, I had people telling me, dude, you've got to try a MyPillow. You've got to try a MyPillow, especially your wife, because uh, my wife has neck problems. We each got one. She doesn't have neck problems anymore. And that MyPillow, it was originally $69.98. $69.98. Right now, if you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE, it's nineteen ninety eight. That's stealing. If you want the king pillow, which I actually do love the king pillow, it's only $10 more. But you got to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. Go get yourself a better pillow. Enjoy the best night's sleep you've ever had in your life. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Talking all about the new crown. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I told you it was going to be a good day and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Now, I'm going to get to your questions here in just a second. But 
The devil's in the details. That's an old saying. I don't know who came up with it, so I'm going to take credit for it. So the devil's in the... What, Chris? The devil's in the details. That was a Jesse Kelly quote. I came up with that myself. All right. The devil's in the details, in all seriousness. couple things on that. You remember I've been going off about Eric Adams. Eric Adams is the new mayor of New York City, for those who don't know. Now, I love New York City. I'm sure you already did know he was the new mayor of New York, but just a heads up, he's the new mayor of New York. And people who love New York City, they're trying to be hopeful, and they're saying things like, well, he's going to be better for business. Uh, He's going to be tougher on crime. And what I've been saying is, okay, how? What's he going to do? Well, he promised. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't say campaign promises. What's he going to do? I have this issue with Republicans all the time. I saw it. Now, let's just clarify something here. January 6th. Remember January 6th, the day a bunch of people wandered into the Capitol? And Tucker Carlson has a great special out on it right now. I believe it's called Project Patriot or Protect Patriot. Or Patriot Purge. Patriot Purge. (laughs) I've had the two Ps, right, Chris? Patriot Purge is what it's called. And I was texting Tucker back and forth about it. It, I would highly recommend you watch it. Highly recommend you watch it. But we have all these people. I mean, lots of them just accused of misdemeanors. And they're locked away in horrible conditions in a D.C. jail. And I'm starting to see Republicans say things like, we've got to do something. We're going to do something. Okay, what? What are you going to do? I mean, I did see, to their credit, Louis Gohmert and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene went down and actually toured the jail. I know Matt Gates has been down there. Some people have been down there. They've actually seen it. Okay, that's good. Props to them. Big props to them. But Republicans, right now, the Biden administration has political prisoners. That's happening in the United States of America. There's no justification to have these people still locked away. Many of them in solitary confinement. Many of them are in serious medical trouble. The Biden administration has political prisoners. They have locked up their political opponents. That's illegal. I hear a lot of Republicans saying, well, we're going to do something. What? What are you going to do? Are you going to impeach Joe Biden if you take the House in the midterms? I would like to know. Is Joe Biden going to be impeached for Afghanistan? Is Joe Biden going to be impeached for a completely unconstitutional vaccine dictate? Is Joe Biden going to be impeached for locking up his political opponents? Oh, well, no, Jesse, we can't. We don't want to look crazy. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. The devil's always in the details, and we never want to actually do anything. Shoot, I I brought up, I I just brought up Eric Adams, but you, you remember these DAs, these crazy DAs across the country, not just New York, across the country, turning loose Black Lives Matter protesters, Antifa protesters, violent terrorists, turning them loose all across the country. You seen any of these headlines out of New York? Suspect released on bail commits murder. Suspect out on bail because of bail reform commits murder. They're just turning the crooks loose across the country. Across the country. That's not just New York. Republicans, this is an outrage. We got to do something about it. Okay, 
what? Who's getting fired? You know what I see a bunch of right now? And I'm, I'm going to get to your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in just a second. Sorry. But you, you know what I see a bunch of? I see a ton of this from Republicans everywhere. Oh, this wokeness in the military has to stop. This We have got to stop this woke insanity in the military. This is ridiculous. This woke. Okay. When the next Republican becomes president of the United States, are you going to support that Republican purging at least 100 of the top officers in the U.S. military? Are you? Oh, well, no, that's too far. That's because you don't believe in actually doing anything. You believe in complaining. You don't believe in doing anything. All we get are words. All they get is action. They don't even slow down. They just got torn apart in a huge election on Tuesday. I don't have to remind you. By the way, big credit to Jack Chiarelli for, or yeah, Jack Chiarelli, Chiarelli, sorry, Jack Chiarelli for continuing the fight against that scumbag Phil Murphy. Jack's out there saying, uh, no, that's totally inappropriate. You can't call this race yet, but setting that aside, New Jersey, Republican state senator. New York, bunch of Republican councilmen. Virginia, Glenn Youngkin is governor. Seattle, Ohio, win after win after win. The Biden administration comes out. They flat out announced, okay, we have a hard date on the vaccine mandate. And by the way, it's coming for small businesses too. All they do is action. I saw today a headline that a bunch of intelligence professionals, CIA types in the government, They haven't gotten vaccinated and they're about to get kicked out of the government, about to get fired. The communist is so committed to doing something, he's actively purging people from the United States government who might oppose him. What do Republicans do? Whoa, we we can't do that. That'll hurt us at the midterms. That's what we get every single time, which actually leads me to my first question. And this is going to be unpopular, but everything I say is true. And once you calm down from the anger at me, you'll realize every single thing I say is true. Well, not everything I say, but definitely everything I say in response to this one. Have never written into any kind of a show. I'm 72, but I sort of trust you since you call the communists out for what they are. So tired of the mamby-pamby truthers out there. My question is, why all the love for Trump on the right? I remember him standing there mute day after day, month after month, as Dr. Falsey and Burks begin destroying this country over their lives. There were many other voices, doctors, scientists, and number crunchers he could have given airtime to. They were all silenced, and he did nothing. What is your take on this? Okay. Let's have a talk. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show a couple housekeeping items before I get to this ask Dr. Jesse question that'll be wildly unpopular but we're going to walk through the whole thing we're going to walk through it together we don't shy away from controversy here one you know how I was just talking to you about my pillow and they have this brand new my pillow deal out right now where you're saving 50 bucks with the promo code Jesse on the actual my pillow I was talking to Chris during the break about it. We were actually talking about how great the pillows were. And I really did. I had one back when I was selling RVs. Before I even knew who Mike Lindell was, just everyone knew who the pillow was. And you're going to love this. It's just it's just so Chris. Chris said, yeah, I got one too, but I waited until there was a sale. 
<laughs> the loser clicked on the website every day until he found a deal. Gosh, that's so stereotypical. Something else. He's a coffee snob. I did not know Chris was a coffee snob. Don't you dare raise your hands right now, Chris, like you have something to say. Don't you dare. I have this really fancy styrofoam cup sitting beside me with coffee inside of it. It got a little cold because I was, I, was, I was waxing eloquently on the air, Chris. It got a little cold. And so during the break, I said, all right, I got to go reheat my coffee. And he looks at me so weird. And I said, in the microwave. And he, you should have seen the way he looked down on me for doing something like that. And now it all makes sense because every time I talk about our new coffee maker in the new studio, I talk about, yo, we'll get uh, some Dunkin' Donuts coffee or just some donut house, just something basic. And he just sneers at it. How are you such a coffee snob? What's wrong with reheating coffee? I know we have fresh coffee, but nuking it for 20 seconds in the microwave doesn't somehow change the taste. It's just a cup of coffee, man. I, you know what? We're done with you for now. We're done with you for now. Back to the question. Let me just recap because it is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can get your questions in still during the show. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Do not call. No phone calls tonight. No guests. Just your questions. But back to the question. This is what it was. Lady said she was 72, so on and so forth. Her question was, why all the love for Trump on the right? Now, before I get to the rest of her question, because she goes off about him with the Dr. Fauci and Burke stuff and stuff like that. I I think it's important we do pause and remember what Trump was or is and why he was so popular. Because I am going to have some hard things to say about him, but let's be honest, Donald Trump was a very good president and Donald Trump was the first to do many, many things. Let's rewind. Let's recap. We'd had a couple elections with McCain and Romney types. We'd had those elections. And it was looking like the one in 2016, it was looking like that was going to be the pretty standard fare. And again, I want to be full full disclosure. I know Ted Cruz personally. I was all in for Ted Cruz. And during the primary back then, I hated Donald Trump. I still voted for him in the general election and ended up being a huge fan. Thought he was a great president. But, but... Hated him. But this is even back in the time when I hated him, I understood what he was. Donald Trump was the first, the first major national Republican that I can think of who had no scorn whatsoever for his own base. You see, the communists love their base. The the AOC puts out a Green New Deal. Remember when she did that? Some Green New Deal on the website was crazy. It was insane. And the leftist base loved it. And all of a sudden, every presidential candidate on the Democrat side supported it. Oh, yeah, big fan. Like, wait, what? Republicans hate their base. Donald Trump didn't. Donald Trump didn't. And you can tell Republicans hate their base because they never talk about illegal immigration. Ever. They never bring it up. Uh, Occasionally, you'll get during an election year, uh, build the wall. Or or I love this namby-pamby response. Uh, We should definitely deport the illegal alien criminals. They're all criminals. They're illegal aliens. But anyway, let's set that aside. Donald Trump was the first one bold enough to step down the elevator, actually escalator, 
and make that his lead issue. Mexico, what you remember all the, the, the speech that went wild. Mexico isn't sending their best. They're bringing drugs and crime. And by the way, all those things are 100% true. Anybody on the Border Patrol will tell you that, and somehow that became controversial. And he led with all that build-the-wall stuff. And then Donald Trump handled the media differently than other candidates. He savaged them routinely. And on his social media, he would just slaughter them routinely. Now, as is often the case, your greatest asset is the thing that also hurts you. I always said throughout Trump's presidency, Donald Trump was the big junkyard dog. He's going to bite everyone. You love that junkyard dog when everyone includes the robber that's jumping over your fence in the middle of the night to steal from you or hurt you. Then the junkyard dog tears him apart and you love him. You get frustrated with the junkyard dog when he actually does bite the mailman and now you're being sued and they're coming to take your dog away. Donald Trump, for better or worse, ride or die with him, bites everyone. That can get him into trouble and did. It's fun to watch him beat up on all the sorry people. He giving you a voice, giving me a voice, beating up on all the people we hate. That's fun. Right up until the point he calls a woman horse face as president of the United States. You can't do that. You can't do that. I realize there's no love for John McCain, but he gets up there and says, I love people who weren't captured. You can't say stuff like that, but that's just him being him. All right, so you take the warts with the van. Donald Trump was so popular because he finally, he finally fought the left the way the right has always wanted the left fought. It wasn't just the illegal immigration stuff. He was willing to call a spade a spade. He was willing to be criticized. He would stand right up there like an alpha male in your face and give it right back to you. And we loved him for that. Loved him for that. Remember, I hated him when I voted for him against Hillary. I hated him. And very early on in his presidency, I said, oh, my gosh, this is actually going pretty well. He's doing a lot of the things I love. Reworking these trade deals. Look at him out there fighting the culture war front, at least on the abortion angle. And you, everyone knows I'm a huge pro-lifer. It's a huge issue for me. What's all about that, which I did not see coming at all. He starts deregulating the economy. We're getting energy independent. I mean, it was really, really good. Really, really good. But Donald Trump had a couple things about him that left him in serious, serious trouble when it came to dealing with two different things, not just coronavirus, but coronavirus and the St. George Floyd riots. You remember, let's, let's, we're, we're going to walk through the whole timeline here together. You remember the St. George Floyd riots? I mean, they, look, that was in the heart of New York City, too. They, they were nationwide, St. George Floyd riots. You remember that cop car, NYPD cop car got firebombed? People choose to forget this now because people believe what they want to believe and they remember what they want to remember that at least initially after St. George Floyd died and those riots started breaking out all across New York, many, obviously Minneapolis, all across the states, people forget just how MIA 
Donald Trump was about one particular thing. Yeah, he would stand up and he would rant against Antifa this and Antifa that. But Donald Trump wouldn't say a word initially for months about Black Lives Matter. And that matters. It mattered a lot. And I will explain why it mattered a lot. And then we'll go into the coronavirus stuff. It's time to have this hard talk. Let's have it. We'll go on into all that in just a second. Do you know Do you know how nice it is to save money in a down economy? It's not hard to look around and find things that are more expensive right now. Gas is more expensive. Coffee is more expensive. Eggs are more expensive. Everything's more expensive. And yet right now I'm paying half what I was paying for my mobile phone and the wife's mobile phone of my two sons. That's because we switched from T-Mobile and we switched to Pure Talk. Pure Talk with customer service based in America. You get to talk to an American when you call. My goodness, is it nice. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. They're not out there running ad campaigns dumping on this country. And they're on the exact same network as one of the big guys, so you don't sacrifice service. I have better service now. They have a 30-day risk-free guarantee, too. You don't have anything to lose. From your cell phone right now, they make it easy. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Stop throwing your money at one of these garbage companies. Switch to Pure Talk. The Jesse Kelly Show. All right, Chris, I think we've taken the Phil Collins thing quite far enough. I think we've taken it quite far enough on the Jesse Kelly Show. <laughs> did you get Did you get this? A couple things. A couple things I want to hit on before we get back to Donald Trump. I, I can't forget these two things. One, I got this email last night. While going to Arizona State, he says, the one and true Harvard of the West. That cracks me up. I came from work. I'm going to tell you a story about Arizona State a little later on in the show. Very much not the Harvard of the West. But anyway, I came home from work and heard music coming from my roommate, so I figure he's probably entertaining a female. After five minutes, I start hearing loud noises of things falling and banging into the wall. So I knock on and open his door, and he's completely alone, completely smashed, trying to untangle himself from cords in the dresser he just knocked over. He looks at me square in the eye and yells drunkenly, Phil Collins is a musical genius while playing the Tarzan soundtrack. (laughs) I love you guys. (laughs) That's one. Two, before we get back to Trump, I did did want to bring this up because it's a great story and it's flying under the radar and people aren't, they aren't talking about it. Headline. De Blasio strikes deal with New York City unions over COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Mayor Bill de Blasio has struck a deal with four city unions, including the largest in the Big Apple and sanitation workers, to allow more time for unvaccinated workers to apply for exemptions from his COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Now, I should note, notably absent for the deal are the unions that represent the fire department and EMS workers, which have vehemently vehemently opposed the mandate. Why is this such a big deal? Why does this matter? This isn't just a big deal for New York City. This is a big deal for everyone in the country. 
New York, as I have brought up a million different times, they have been on the forefront of all this coronavirus from the beginning. Sadly, that's because they've screwed everything up from the very beginning with the worst lockdowns and the mandates and uh, vaccine passports and everything else. But it also makes sense. They're going to be the leader. They're going to be on the forefront of the pushback. It is a big deal that you brought Bill de Blasio to the negotiating table already. Uh, uh, We'll give you an extension. We'll give you an extension. Now, nothing may come of this at all. Maybe the mandate will still come down. Maybe he'll give you a week-long extension. I don't know. But this is the first time that I know of in the United States of America, not in New York, in the country. This is the first time I know of of one of these entities blinking in the staring contest. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Don't discount it. Don't discount it at all. All right. Back to our Trump story. Remember, in case you missed it, you can get the whole show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. But last segment, the question was about Trump. What was the What's the right's obsession with Trump? And I went over the last segment, what the right's obsession with Trump is, how he is one of the first to give a voice to the more common man, give a voice to the ones worried about illegal immigration, how, how, how great he was on trade and foreign policy. That, and it created, because of his, his charisma too, it created this cult of personality you'll still see a lot of today. And that's a powerful, palpable thing. It always has been. That's not unique to the right or left or anybody. You'll see it in churches You see it, geez, you see it at rock concerts. Have you ever thought about how weird it is that women throw themselves at these ugly, sweaty rock stars? They stink. And most of the time they're ugly as sin. And they've got this ugly hair and they're just terrible looking. And just women just throw themselves at them. There's something about cults of personality that are very, very powerful. It's very powerful. And Trump has a lot of that too. Now, that was all the good stuff. The bad stuff is we were talking about, there's a couple things because we're getting to the Fauci Birch stuff. Trump had two gigantic failures that really, really, really cost him and America big time in the last year and a half. And this is just a fact. When St. George Floyd died, America started watching its cities burn. We sat and watched New York burn just horrified. Minneapolis, just all over the place. We just sat and watched. We watched them burn. Horrified. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry Republican out there, including Donald Trump, stepped right up to the microphone while those cities were burning, and they criticized who? Antifa. And only Antifa. And I know, because I was screaming about Black Lives Matter And nobody else was joining me. That's not fair. Actually, very few were joining me. Certainly no elected officials. Why? They all knew Black Lives Matter was a terrorist organization, is a terrorist organization. They knew Black Lives Matter was as involved, if not more involved, than Antifa in the burning of New York and every American city. They knew that. They all knew it. So why didn't they come out and say it? Why didn't Donald Trump come out and say it? Especially when you look at how much that Black Lives Matter communist filth caught on. 
billboards all across the country down here in Houston. Billboards. My kids logging into their video games. They get a new Black Lives Matter splash page, a Black Lives Matter this, a black square on Instagram, Black Lives Matter on the NBA court. That's a terrorist organization. Why won't Republicans step up and say something? Why didn't Donald Trump for months, for months, why didn't he utter the name Black Lives Matter? Because Republicans get caught up in the identity politics of the left way, way too much. And Trump did too. Had people all around him. And I know this for a fact because I had people deep, deep inside that White House had people all around him telling him, Oh, man, I know you're mad about Black Lives Matter because Trump knew it, too. Trump knew it, too. I know you're mad about Black Lives Matter, but you can't say anything. It'll it'll anger black people. Oh, don't, don't say anything. It'll anger black people. And as a result, Black Lives Matter, they were allowed to run wild for months pillaging this country with virtually no pushback because the only pushback they were ever going to get was for the right, was from the right, and the right was too scared to do it, Trump included. And it hurt him very, very, very badly because chaos and destruction, that ends with more communist power, not less. Now let's get to Fauci and Burks, and then we'll get to the rest of your Ask Dr. Jesse questions on the Jesse Kelly Show. Hang on. The It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and I have been negligent. I'm not even through the first question yet. I had a lot to talk about. There was a lot I had to say. I had to get a lot off my chest, and I'm going to get to this back to this Trump thing in a second, but... I didn't know we could take voicemails. I knew we used to be able to take voicemails on the show, and maybe I shouldn't be telling this to the entire United States of America, but we're we're at break, and Chris said, oh, do you want to hear your voicemails? I said, but what? What voicemails? And we got two, and I can't decide which one I love the most. So, Chris, would you play for America voicemail number one, please? Your listeners are some of the boring Dumbest white people on earth. Oh, you know who believes in mail-in voting? Donald the Draft Dodger Trump. Yeah, you dumb idiots are so hypocritical. (laughs) And you know what the best part is? Whoever that guy is, he's listening right now, too. There are people, isn't this so weird? I didn't know this was a thing. My uh, mentor, Michael Berry, had told me a long time ago that this was a thing. And honestly, I thought he was lying. I thought he was messing with me. Hate listeners. I had no idea. I didn't know it was a thing. And and you know how I read every voice or every email. You email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I read it. I, I They all go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me and I read them all. I don't respond. I get way too many and I'm a rude person anyway. But I do read them all. And I remember, especially in the very beginning, as you can imagine, I produced some hate. Believe it or not, there are some people who disagree with me, one or two, and we would get these terrible, I mean, these terrible emails. You're the Antichrist, and I hate you. I hope you died. And I would all the the standard stuff, nothing to worry about. And I would think to myself, gosh, that person, 
They're really mad. They really hate my guts. It wouldn't get to me, but I just kind of set it aside. But then they would email the next day too and talk about things I had spoken about the night before. And then the next day too. And then the next day too. Hate listening is a real thing. That's so weird to me. I I guess I always considered this more of a woman trait of wait. What, Chris? It's not offensive. We can be honest about things. It'll be fine of wading into your negative emotions. And what I mean by that is if I'm feeling down, let's say I had a bad day today, which I don't, you know, I don't have many of those, but I, let's say I had a bad day. Let's say they messed up my order, Chris, all day long. Let's say they messed up my order. They forgot the ranch. We're not going to go into the details of it. Let's say they messed up my order. And by the time I get home, I'm just down in the dumps. On the way home, I would play music that jammed out and some kind of rock music get me rolling when I got home I would try to find something I love to do maybe hang out with my buddies grab a beer call up my buddy Louise hey you want to hang out let's I will try to you know let's get out of this funk I went out of the I'm, I'm in a bad mood I went out of the funk the wife and I've, I've, all women seem to be like this the wife women love to wade into it like I, I, I the, something sad happens to them and I'll I'll try to be picking her up, you know. Hey, let's go out and, and let me, let's go get one of your weirdo health foods or something, something that makes you feel good. No, I want to I want to stay and watch sad movies. What? I don't I don't understand. You're already sad. Why do you want to watch sad movies? No, I just want to listen to sad music by myself and cry. I, why are you Why do you want to cry? So maybe that's it. Maybe the hate listener thing has to do with just wading into that. Anyway, Chris, I I think. We've probably let this second voicemail go for too long. Now, I do believe that Jesus is with us at all times. I just didn't know he was such a big fan of the show. Jesse Kelly, there's 14 verses in the Bible that says, Out of heaven or from the throne, a loud voice came forth, and his son shall live and dwell amongst you. Uh, that'd be me, Jesse. <laughs> Now, I want a whole hour show with you. I want to educate the public, and I want you to ask the right questions and not brag yourself up in front of me because uh, it's uh, really kind of disgusting to do that in front of the Lord. If ever anybody needed the Lord, now the world does need the Lord. I can straighten out this whole mess in one hour on your show. All right, Lord, I'm listening. <laughs> Chris, we got to get that guy to call in live. Yes, we do. See, this you get nervous about this stuff. It'll be fine, Chris. We need it. You we need it. No, I know he's insane. That's why it'll be awesome. I don't I know he's insane. He's an insane person. That's why it'll be a great phone call. Gosh, don't you understand? Back to what we were talking about. The lady had emailed in, asked Dr. Jesse Friday, and she'd emailed in asking about why all the love for Trump. He, and then she finished up. I have already explained all, all the love for Trump in the past couple segments. And then she said, I remember him standing there mute day after day, month after month, as Dr. Falsey, which I appreciate that, and Burks began destroying this country with their lies. There were many other voices, doctors, scientists, and number crunchers he could have given airtime to. They were all silenced and he did nothing. What's your take on this? My take on this is you're 100% right. And that hurts for me to say because, as you know, I loved Trump. I love him as president. I thought I still to this day will say overall he was a great president. 
but coronavirus finished him. And this country doesn't deserve Joe Biden, but not to put too fine a point on it, Donald Trump didn't deserve a second term for how he handled coronavirus. He handed the keys of this nation over to somebody who destroyed it. This Fauci insanity, this lockdown insanity, we will pay for this for decades. We haven't even come close to tasting all the pain from this. All this inflation, all this madness stuff now, it's really fashionable to blame all that on Joe Biden. And obviously he's made it all worse and he's making it worse. This all came from shutting down the country and printing money by the trillion. It's insanity. And you get two excuses when when you say things like this, even though everyone knows they're true. You get, oh, that was Mike Pence. No, 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 no. Donald Trump is the commander in chief. Donald Trump was the commander in chief. Don't you dare hand that off to Mike Pence. That's one. Or you get this. And this one is warranted because from the people I knew inside the White House, they'll tell you this. You'll get, oh, he's a germaphobe. I do believe, I do believe that had a lot to do with it. Donald Trump, and maybe you're like this. A lot of people are like this, is really not a germ guy. One of those hand sanitizer all the time guys. So that guy hears about a brand new virus, probably creeped him out a little bit too much. Maybe went too far overboard, but like I said, and look, this is not Johnny come lately, and I don't care that it's unpopular because I said it at the time. I said all this on the air at the time, although the show hadn't gone mega national yet. You can go back and listen to me saying it. If you're the president of the United States of America and you gather all your people in because there's a new virus that hits you, hit your shores and people are talking about millions will die, and you okay, so you have a decision to make. You start asking your people for solutions. The second someone stands up and says, oh, let's shut the economy down for a few days. You don't just fire that person. You fire that person loudly in front of everyone else in the room. The second Fauci raises his hand, I think we should just shut down for 15 days. I'm sorry. Did you just say shut down? Like shut down the country? Stop the economy from moving? Is that what you just suggested? Yeah, that's what I suggested. You're fired. And you can get up, get your stuff, and get out of the room now. And anyone else in here who feels like suggesting something similar, pack up and quit now because I'll fire you on the, on the spot. Wait till Dr. Fauci leaves, closes the door. Now look at the rest of your staff and say, okay, does anyone else have real solutions? But... I realize the pressure he must have been under. I do. I do. The thought, though, that you would lock people down, quarantine healthy people in response to a virus, setting aside the fact no one even had the authority to do that, that sounded like a real medical genius solution? Everyone just uh, go home. And wear a, wear a mask. Everybody, who should wear a mask? Oh, nobody. Remember, that's what they said at first. No, don't walk around wearing a mask. And then that turned into, everyone, wear masks. Double masks. Oh, and uh, stand six feet away from everyone. We still have signs on our elevator in the stupid building I'm in now. Wear a mask unless fully vaccinated and socially distanced. Stand six feet away from people. That's the stupidest freaking thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, look, you're not going to get me to dislike Trump. 
I still think overall he was a B-plus president and did a lot of good for this country and exposed a lot of filth. But how he handled coronavirus cost him his presidency and should have. And should have. And that's the truth. All right. Which armrest do I take at the movie theater? And more on Fauci in just a second. But we were just talking about all that violence and madness last summer. And remember, remember you'd see people getting dragged out of cars, having their cars surrounded, dragged out of cars and beaten sometimes to death. That was when I first found out about Hero Gun. Hero Gun shoots these 100-mile-per-hour pepper ball projectiles, and you don't need a concealed carry permit for it. And it has a laser sight so you don't miss. And people started buying these things up for themselves, their spouse, their children, sisters, brothers, because it's so great to have one by your bed and in your car and in your car. I'm telling you, this thing is effective, and just for basic safety reasons, you need it. Again, you don't need a concealed carry permit. Go to Hero2020.com. That's Hero2020.com. Use the code JESSE, and you'll get a special discount. State restrictions apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. The Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And just a reminder, if you are about to lose your job, if you're a family and you're about to lose your job because of this vaccine mandate madness, email us your story. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Give me your story, as much detail as you can. My friend Michael Berry and I, we're getting together. We're going to pick three families. I think we already have our first one. We're not only going to get you 10 grand a family, help you get you through this time of unemployment. We're going to find you, hopefully, an employer, hopefully in your area, an employer who actually values you more than they value licking the boots of the federal government for something that isn't even a law. My goodness. Email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're going to get you some help, all right? Hopefully. Yo, you were at a movie theater. Sit down. What armrest is to be yours? Both of them. I take both armrests. I take both armrests on the plane. I take both armrests in the movie theater. And let what, Chris? Chris said, what if you encounter another alpha that tries to do the same? That's fine. Uh, I have pretty wide shoulders. And what happens is my elbows, because my arms are so long. Remember, I'm six foot eight. My arms are so long. I'm just long. I'll end up putting my elbow back towards the back of the seat on the armrest anyway, because his arm probably isn't back there. And then you just slowly inch him out. At some point in time, he's going to reach for the popcorn or drink, and I'll sit there the whole freaking movie and not eat or drink a thing if it means I get to keep my armrest. And you can tell they get offended when you take over their armrest. You can tell they're giving you that side look. They, they want you to make eye contact. I don't even give them the satisfaction. I just sit there and know it's my armrest. All right, it's, Don't roll your eyes, Chris. You establish dominance at all times in this life, at all times. No days off, baby. <laughs> Dear Four Eyes, you know, that's not very nice. I bared my soul 
for you. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday about how my eyes are finally starting to go a little bit. And I finally had to get glasses, although I never wear them because I don't want to be glasses guy. And I have been called four eyes and bespeckled and everything else. I've been put down. Won't take it anymore. Anyway, hate to bring this up again, but you say you have almost three years of junior college. That's community college, buddy. You say you have almost three years of community college credits, so where's the associate's degree or degrees? At times, I feel like your backstory is a web of lies. What's next? Are we going to find out you are not, in fact, Leonardo DiCaprio on sk- on stilts and all your pictures are photoshopped? <laughs> okay, let's just, let's just be out with this here. I do have almost three years of community college credits. I do not have an associate's degree. I have a fairly simple explanation for this. Algebra. I wasn't actually making that up earlier in the show when I talked about algebra. By the time I got out of the Marine Corps, now I was never horrible at math. I was a bad student because I didn't like school. I wanted to go out and enjoy myself and I was immature. But I was never that bad at math. But by the time I had gotten out of the Marine Corps, remember, I did four years in the infantry. We didn't do a lot of math. By the time I got out of the Marine Corps, any math skills I had before were long gone. And I did not want to be in community college. I was working construction with my dad at the time. I was working my way up. I wasn't even in the ditch anymore. I was starting to do project management stuff. I I thought that's what I was going to do for a career. And then I was sitting in community college when I wasn't at work learning about the chemical composition of magma. And I'm saying to myself, why am I even here? So when I go sit down in algebra class, and they're not even speaking my language at all, I'm not going to go seek out a tutor. I just kept dropping the class. So the reason I don't have an assistant, what, Chris? Chris asked how much money I wasted withdrawing. Well, it's funny you should bring that up. I was going to community college on the GI Bill. It's part of the reason I was doing community college because the GI Bill covered the entire thing. So it didn't actually cost me a dime. It didn't cost me a dime. I do believe at one point after I dropped it the third time, the GI Bill made me pay some money back or something. But the reason I was never able to achieve an associate's degree is, is really quite simple. I'm stupid. To the blind, fearless leader. You know, this has gone far enough. This has gone far enough. I'm not blind. Some of the words are blurry. To the blind, fearless leader. Did you ever think that the elder abuse being committed by the Biden family is exactly what he deserves? If his own family treats him this way, what does that tell you about him as a father and husband? He's always been evil. Let him fill his measure. You know... I'll be honest with you, this is what they're talking about, I, I went off on this earlier this week, and I really genuinely mean this. We played yet another cut of Joe Biden, just the, uh, and, and I can't, uh, I don't, and then he does the, blah, 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 the thing where he can't get the words out, and I went off on this earlier this week, setting aside politics, con- communist, right, left, whatever, that's still... Jill Biden's husband? That's Hunter Biden's father? He's currently being mocked 
by the entire planet. You would be uncomfortable with your dad or wife or mom or whatever you have. You'd be uncomfortable with them being mocked by one person. By one person would make you mad. He's being mocked by TV programs in Australia. In Australia, by the way, that TV program that, that was mocking Australia or, or mocking Biden in Australia, I'm going to go on the program soon and she's going to come on here. <laughs> anyway, setting that aside. And what I said was, if you're Jill or if you're Hunter, how in the world do you not step in when you see everybody laughing at your husband or your dad? Because he's going downhill in his twilight years, which, I mean, that's going to happen to all of us, you know? At some point in time, I'm not. I'm going to need a diaper. That's, that's life. That's just, these bodies don't last forever. That's life. How do you let them go through that? What kind of person are you? Hang on, I'm not finished. The Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I have a ton of questions to get to. I've been moving a little slower today, so let's shut up, Chris. So we're going to try to pick this up a little bit. The question was about, I had gone off earlier in the week about Joe Biden's family and everything else aside, how could you sit by and watch your husband go through that? The twilight years of his life, mentally declining, the job itself, just the stress of the job itself, no question, taking years off his life. How do you sit by and not step in? If you're his son, you know, for, let's just assume Jill Biden is some weapons grade witch who just loves being first lady and she's never going to step in. So let's just make that assumption. Even Hunter, I realize. He may be busy in Europe at the moment, but even Hunter, in all seriousness, you're his son. And you're not some 15-year-old boy. Hunter's in his 50s. How do you not step up and say, that's my dad. My dad needs some rest and care. We're just going to step away. And, and the, the, the person who wrote in said, have I ever considered maybe that tells me all I need to know about him as a husband and father? I mean, I don't like to judge anyone else as a husband and father because I'm bad at both those things. But maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I just, I know, I know this. If that was my father, if my father was president of the United States of America and everything that came with it, president of the United States, people around him, all the fancies, if, if he was that, I would still step up and I would say, my dad's quitting tomorrow and I'm going to go get my dad rest and care because I love my dad and this this job is killing him. It's taking years off his life. Go find someone else to pretend to be president. I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible and they should all be ashamed. This absolutely murdered me. <clears throat> Last night we were talking about Phil Collins and that spot and the song. Chris, what is the, the spot in the song where everybody plays the air drums? Every single person on earth, when they hear that spot in uh, In the Air of the Night, when that spot comes on the radio, I don't care who you are. You're a freaking liar if you say you don't. If you're in a place where you can, you play the air drums. And then we played that little bit for you last night. You remember? We just got this email to the show. Nothing better than sitting at a light and looking to the car next to me as we both play air drums and realize we're both listening to the Jesse Kelly show. <laughs> 
So cool to see your popularity spread. It must be the good looks. Yes, yeah, right, Chris. <laughs> it's. I'm the most blessed guy in the world. I am fully aware I have no business being here whatsoever. I, I, everyone knows you don't have any business being here, Chris. No, it, it, in all seriousness, I, I'm aware of that. I know I'm the blessed, most blessed guy on the planet. I can't believe you like this. I can't, I can't believe anyone likes this, and I really can't believe a lot of people like it. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing to me. I Look, and just so you know, I'm not just saying that for you. When they... They, I just had a big meeting with all the radio, all the fancy radio suits, and it was it was not a bad meeting. It was one of those, oh my goodness, I can't believe how well this is going. Meetings like the the show is just absolutely taking off into the stratosphere. And they asked me, they were just we were talking about things, and I just I I told them the exact same thing I I just told you. I can't believe people like it. I I I don't know. You like it. We're just sitting down having fun. Whatever. I'm glad you do. Dr. Jesse, time for the old-fashioned question. If you were put in a gladiator-style arena with three male lions and only a sword, which type of sword would you choose? Love your show and thanks. One, not to get sidetracked with animal talk for too long, have you ever seen a full-grown male lion in person? I think people, unless you've been to a zoo that has them, and I'm actually not a big fan of zoos. No, I'm not a big animal rights activist guy. I just don't like, I don't like when apex predators are in a zoo. I don't like it. Now, I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world because I go and I take my kids. So there I am funding the thing I don't like. And no, I'm not throwing red paint on it or something like that, but I don't like them. But anyway, if you've ever been up close with a male lion, they're so big and intimidating and it really does floor me that there was a period of time when gladiators would step in the Roman arena and fight these things. And I want everyone to understand, I know, I know you probably already know, there were multiple kinds of gladiators. There were, there were, there were, for one, if you had a gladiator on gladiator fight, they always wanted very similar to what MMA, like the UFC does today, they would have oftentimes two different styles of fighter. You've seen it probably in the movies. They'd have the guy with a spear and a net, and then a guy with a big shield and a sword, and then a guy with two little shields and mini swords on it. They had several different kinds. There were more than just two kinds. So they had gladiator-on-gladiator fights, and then there were other kinds of gladiators who specialized, specialized in fighting animals. Now... Hear me out here. These guys fought huge, dangerous animals. And I realize that makes people squeamish because a lot of these animals, they're animals we love. But how wild is this? Those gladiators, those gladiators, the ones who fought animals, they had the lowest lifespan. They had the lowest lifespan by a mile. There's a guy. Now, this was not uncommon. They would gather things like like a rhinoceros. Chris, you said a rhinoceros weighs three tons? 6,000 pounds? Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, understand this. 6,000 pounds, three, or three tons, gladiators would step in the arena with only a spear and take on a rhinoceros. That's not something out of the movies. 
that's something that really happened. Can you believe that really happened? And can how much would you pay for a ticket to see that? And don't lie. Remember my gladiator theory? I haven't, t- I, haven't, I haven't said the gladiator theory in forever, so let's just go over this real quick on the show. The gladiator theory is this. We currently live today in a super, super shame society where people are ashamed of announcing the things they think and the things they believe. You'll see them quietly vote for the things they think and believe, but they don't want to say them out loud. They don't want the public scorn. They don't want to lose their job. But deep down, people feel very, very differently than they act like they feel. It's my gladiator theory, of, and this is the gladiator theory. I just described the gladiator stuff. You know the gladiator on gladiator fights, and now you know the gladiator on animal fights. There were also prisoners. This was oftentimes the warm-up to the actual fights. They would torture, torture, and kill prisoners in the arena. Don't raise your hands, Chris. Jews were in there too, pal, right by the Christians, buddy. Okay, you weren't that popular then either. All right, anyway, but they would. It was awful, like this terrible spectacle. And what I've said repeatedly is this. If you were to take a gladiatorial event, identical to the one in Rome in every way, swords, shields, animal fights, torturing of prisoners, everything, and you were to announce tomorrow, I was to announce tomorrow, Jesse Kelly Promotions announces the 2021 gladiatorial combat event taking place in Las Vegas, pay-per-view only, $100, $100 for pay-per-view. And I was going to have, I mean, no rules, no nothing, just like the Romans did. All the blood and guts and gore and screaming and yelling and all that horrible violence. If I was to do that, if I was to do it, what would the response be? I want you to pause. I want you to just honestly think about this for a moment. Take a minute and marinate this. Marinate on this. If somebody, a big promoter out there was to announce, we're bringing this back now. You know what? In America, it's too unrealistic because the libs would shoot it down. Off an island in international waters. No one can stop it. A huge gladiatorial event in an arena. I want you to take just a second and think about the reaction. And then we'll talk about this in just a moment. But I know you've seen the financial numbers. I am not going to once again bludgeon you over the face with the financial numbers. They're not good. And there's no indication they're about to get better. Your money is officially subject to the whims of Washington politicians. Buy some gold. I am not telling you to do anything drastic, and I never would. And I know money doesn't grow on trees. But while your money still has some value, call Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD and have them deliver gold to your front door. Gold, which will always have value, no matter how much money they print, no matter what bills they pass. Tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. I know them personally. They will take good care of you. Like I've told you before, I sent my own father there. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. Oxford Gold Group. For gold, you can hold. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is 
the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, I thought we talked about the Foo Fighters already. Did we not? Uh, did we not have a Foo Fighters discussion earlier on this week about how I don't, I don't want them anymore because they're garbage? And then you did this thing. People love to do this thing where they just announce the name of someone as if that's supposed to mean something to me. But that's Dave Grohl. Yeah, he was he was great with Nirvana. The Foo Fighters suck, right? The Foo Fighters. No more Foo Fighters, Chris. Back to my Gladiator theory. Are you? Did you imagine it? In case you missed it, last last thing, I have a gladiator theory where if someone was to start a new gladiatorial combat and they were going to have one big pay-per-view event and there were going to be the animal fights and the torturing of prisoners and everything else that went with it, and it was going to happen in international waters, in an island, so no one could stop it, picture for a moment what the response would be by every single rights group, by the media, by politicians, would there even be anything else in the news, Chris? There would be nothing else in the news, especially leading up to it. This is an outrage. This is worse than Hitler, because Hitler always has to get brought up. There would be private boats trying to blockade the island. It would be the most it would be the most visceral public reaction you've ever seen in your life to anything ever. We are barbaric. This is barbaric. We can't let it go on. It would go on for months and months and months. Every time you turned on the news, how evil it was, how terrible it was. Republicans, Democrats, Europe, America, everywhere. It's terrible. Oh, my goodness. And so if you conducted an interview with people the day before the gladiatorial games were to begin, and you were to ask them, are you going to watch, you would not be able to find a single solitary person who would say, oh, gosh, yeah, I'm going to watch. Every single person would say, not in a million years, that is disgusting. I can't believe they're doing this. I can't. And on the day of the event, it would shatter every pay-per-view record there ever was by a thousandfold. The entire world would watch because people don't actually change. We love to imagine that. We love to do that. It makes us feel superior that we somehow live on the on the back end of history where we've accomplished everything you can. Doctors now know everything. They didn't before. Those stupid old-timey doctors used to prescribe heroin. I'm glad doctors today, they finally have it all figured out, right? We all we love in a million different ways to imagine that we're we're the pinnacle of humanity just because we're the last ones here as of this exact moment. But we haven't changed. We're no different than all those people you've read about in the history books. Not at all. People are people. Dear Pink Flower Shogun, thank you so much for doing this. He's talking about the the helping thing. I live in fear every day for when this mandate will come for me. I work remote, but I'm not so stupid as to believe that it matters that I don't work in the office. What you and Barry are doing is the kind of thing that still gives me hope for this nation. You're a horrible human being, and we love you for every second of it. But this, this is why you're the Shogun. Thank you, sir. I'm looking forward to, to the link to contribute. And I want to just back this up again. We're finding three families who are losing their job for the vaccine mandate. We are getting them $10,000 a family, and we're going to try to line them up with a new employer who appreciates them more than they appreciate stupid government mandates. Uh, looks like uh, we haven't even started raising any money yet. Thank you for your pledges and whatnot. We, we may get back to you, but because of the absurd generosity of just three people, we're already at 25 of the 30,000. So I'm blown away impressed, 
Don't thank me, please. I didn't do this. You're doing this. And this is something that doesn't require a thank you. This is what we must do. If you're a freedom-loving person, you're listening to the sound of my voice right now. Yeah, we're a minority. You're officially a minority, and we're under the gun. We are. We must stand with each other. It's not enough to just yell and scream about mandates. How are we going to help people? How are we going to help each other? How are we going to connect? How are we going to band together? Because if we band together, we have so much power. If we don't, if we're not active about it, if we're just, you know, I put a post on Facebook about it, then we're never going to accomplish anything. We must stick together at all times. That's why I was so proud when I got all these emails after Tuesday about all these people who had run for school board across the country. Man, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And they were blown away by the other people running for school board. I'm telling you, we've been the, quote, silent majority for way too long. And I flat out reject that. I reject that. Silence doesn't get us anywhere. While we were busy being the silent majority, the very, very, very vocal, tiny minority, they were taking over every single American institution. It's time to stop being silent and start getting loud. It's time to start getting loud. Dear Dr. Jesse Steele III, you and I are the same age, and I've been wondering how my life would be different if I was super famous. So I am asking you, what is it like to be super famous? Uh, I don't know that I'm the right one to ask. And this is what I mean. I'm, uh, I'm a sociopath who only cares about himself. I'm a narcissistic sociopath who only cares about himself. So a lot of the things, a lot of the things about having whatever level of celebrity you think I have, a lot of the things that a lot of people would love it's not that I hate, I just don't care about them at all. It just doesn't, it doesn't do much for me. And I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm all higher and minded about things. I love a good steak dinner as much as the next man. I mean, special occasion, take the old lady out, drop a couple hundred bucks on a good steak and you know, get her a glass of wine and whatnot. I, 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 I enjoy the finer things in life. I like, I like a first class airline ticket. I'm not, I'm not acting like I don't. I just probably because I didn't grow up you know, with any money, I don't need very much to be totally content. People think I'm joking about it. If I can afford to eat Red Lobster whenever I want, I'm a happy man. I got a roof over my head. I'm paying my bills. I'm a happy man. I do enjoy this aspect of it. I enjoy when people come up and you can tell it makes their day just, you know, take a picture or something like that or talk to me for a second. And I enjoy it. It's, it's, so, it's so little effort to make somebody's day, that I, I do enjoy that part of it. Um, but the other parts of it just have never done it for me. I don't, hey, do you want to meet this person? No, not really. Actually, I'd rather just go home and watch a documentary. <laughs> hey, this person wants to meet you. Isn't that exciting? Uh, actually, no, I'm busy. I, I, I got to take my kid to a game. <laughs> so there's that part, and there's, there's one other part. I'll explain. Diane sitting on Jackie's lap, got his hands between the knees. Jack- oh! Oh, it is the Jess 
Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And it has been a good day as it normally has. I'm going to get to all the other questions in a second. Remember, if you missed any part of the Jesse Kelly Show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five star rating, leave a review talking about how handsome I am. The guy asked, the guy asked what it's like to be famous. And I don't know that I'm famous, but I was just explaining, you know, some of the, some of the things that I think other people would like about it don't really do anything for me. I will say when I go out to go out to eat with, with, uh, like it was just happened a couple nights ago, took the wife out with my buddy Luis and his wife. We were just going out for some Mexican food and people, my people are so nice. My most of the time, it's just a quick handshake. Lots of times they won't come up to me at all because they're so absurdly respectful. I didn't want to interrupt. And I just want to clarify, I appreciate that. You're more than welcome to come up and say hi. You're more than welcome to come up and say hi. It never bothers me at all. Totally. I like talking to people. It's fine with me. But like I said, the things people love about it, I think, are things because I'm a sociopath that don't do anything for me. As an example... I was, this is last week, I was offered a private jet trip to go see a professional sports game in another city. Some uh, some rich guy who was part of the, the radio company, fan of the show or whatnot, called and wanted to know on Saturday if I wanted to show up at this private airport and take a private jet with him. You know, some fancy schmancy private jet and fly, go see some sports game. I'm sure he'd sit in some fancy luxury box or whatnot and then f- take this private jet home. I didn't even consider it. I said, no, I'm good. It's Saturday. I want to hang out with my sons. I'd, I'd rather wake up in the morning and cook eggs and stuff like that. Just that that part of that. It's not that I have anything against the private jet. I've flown on one one time, and it was sweet. I mean, I hope I hope I will again one day, but that's nothing that does it for me. I'd just rather do the things I've always done. So there. Does that answer that? Is that a weird way to answer the question, Chris? It was a weird way? Now, was it a bad way, or was it weird because I'm weird? It was weird because I'm weird. Yeah, but there you go. Dr. Jesse, the Oracle, since you're all knowing, I have a question on a relationship for you. Ooh. I just graduated from college and I have a job waiting for me in China and I'm about to move there. My girlfriend is working here in the States and we're not sure if if long distance will work. Do you have any tips? Did you and the missus ever do long distance? Thanks for having the best show around. He says, please don't uh, use his name. Yeah, Dumper. And before everyone freaks out, and I know the ladies are going to get mad, here's why I say Dumper. If she was the one, you would put a ring on her finger, make an honest woman out of her, and take her with you. You take her with you. All right? You And look, maybe she is the one. I mean, I'm not there. All I have is a two-sentence email. But the fact you said... We're not sure if long distance will work. Dude, you don't ever want to make long distance work if there are any other options, especially after my time in the Marine Corps. I saw just how hard that is. Physical proximity is something people need. You need it. That's how God made us. 
You're, you're not made to be separated talking on FaceTime. Now, God bless the people who do it, and I realize oftentimes our troops have no choice, and there are a lot of strong military wives out there who get by and they join together. But even then, you know the military wives who thrive when their husbands are overseas? The ones who find a big group of other military wives, and they're always doing stuff together because you've got to have other humans in your circle. If this woman, if you love this woman, I don't understand this delay people have these days. If you love this woman, put a daggone ring on her finger, get married, and start cranking out some babies, man. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Chris, and this guy. That's what makes the country good. Young men and young women getting married, having babies. I don't care how old-fashioned that sounds. That's a fact. If this woman, if you love this woman, if she's going to be good to you and you're going to be good to her and you think she's going to be a good mom to your kids, throw a ring on her finger and drag her butt to China with you. None of this long-distance crap. If she's not, dump her and let her go. That's all there is to it. If she's not, she's not. And... And here's the part where people, and it's not unwarranted and it's not stupid, but this is the part where people step up and they'll say, well, Jesse, you don't understand. I, I won't have a mo- I won't have the money. We'll have to be in the man. If I was to solicit right now, I'm not doing this. So don't call. There's no phone calls tonight. But if I was to, li- to solicit right now, phone calls from older men or older women who've been with their spouses for a long time. And I was to ask them hard times you've been through without very much money, it would be a long night on the phones. And you know what You know what I'd find out? Lots of the time, those were the times that ended up the best of times, that ended up the times where you got the closest out there. As you know, I've never claimed to be a good husband. I'm a terrible one. But I will tell you one thing that was good for us. I've told you this story before. At one point in time, because I was working construction all over, we lived in a hotel for a long time, an extended stay hotel. We'd, have, we'd, we'd go down to the lobby on a free food and beer night on Thursdays and it, it just with two small kids in a hotel room living. I don't mean visiting for the weekend, living. We don't look back on that and say that was terrible. You So what? You got a crappy one-bedroom apartment in China. Drag that woman over there. Make some babies with her. All right? Although I don't know why you're going to China. It's not many, not any of my business. If that's your woman, put a ring on her finger. And don't listen to any of these people who say, well, we've only been dating for so much. Oh, that's a bunch of crap. If she's the one, she's the one. Marry that woman, make her an honest woman, and make some babies. First, a question for tomorrow on Friday. I guess that will be today. All right, whatever. My son will be five soon, and I know they are supposed to get normal vaccines before kindergarten. Would you allow your five-year-old to continue the normal vaccine schedule with all the beep going on and the, the coming mandates for COVID shots on kids of his age? I think they will secretly slip in COVID shots for these kids while they're getting their regular ones. I think he's, I, I think he's done with all vaccines for this reason. Curious on your thoughts. Uh, before I get to his second question, I, let me address the first one. I don't want to be a hypocrite here. We got all of our kids. We got all of our kids. We got both of our sons, all the normal vaccines, you know, the muzzles, muzzles, <laughs> measles, mumps, you know, that we got them all the normal vaccines. As you know, not only am I not getting the COVID one, not my kids are never getting it. I don't know that. I don't know that doctors are going to start sneaking that in, but maybe they would. I mean, there are some evil doctors out there as we've seen. Maybe they would. I don't know. 
I don't want to tell you how to vaccinate your kids or how to care for your kids. The only thing I've ever said about any of that is no COVID vaccines. All right, moving on. Second one. Second, I think they let... I think they let Republicans have success on Tuesday so they can make all the gullible peasants think elections are real and fair. And then they can drop the cheating hammer next year with less suspicious eyes watching them. Listen, listen. I know people are still very, very mad and very suspicious about 2020. And you have every right to be mad and suspicious about 2020. So I'm not telling you otherwise. Not one of these people saying, oh, shut up, conspiracy theorists. You have every right to be mad and suspicious. However, Republicans at the state level have taken several steps. Not all the states, obviously, but they have taken several steps to make sure this cheating gets cut down on. We are moving towards the right direction. It doesn't mean every election every election in the future is illegitimate. That's not what it means at all. We have to keep voting, all right? Doctor or dear Dr. J Steele the 3rd. What were your best pickup lines/ slash icebreakers in your dating days? What did you use on your wife? Uh, I will say this, fellas. There's no substitute for confidence. No substitute for confidence. I think people try to make this out to be too complicated. One, make her laugh if you can. Like when I met the wife, you you know she's half Canadian. When I met her, you know that movie Canadian Bacon? You've never seen Canadian Bacon, Chris? It's actually a Michael Moore movie back when Michael Moore was funny. He makes fun of Canadians the entire movie. When I first met her for the first time, I brought her a copy of Canadian Bacon. And she looked at it. She was just dumbfounded. No one had ever brought like an insulting gift like that. Oh, I owned her right off the bat. I knew it. Oh, I could see it in her eyes, Chris. <laughs> but two, just walk up to her and talk to her. Look, I know it sounds crazy. You don't have to go with all the movie lines. Just walk up and say, hey, I'm Bob. I think you're really good looking. You want to come grab a, a steak with me real quick? You want to go grab a burger? You'd be shocked how often women, even dimes, will say, nobody asks me out. That's because dudes are a bunch of wusses these days. Go out there and swing for the fences, man. Go get them. All right. The story of how I got an Eden Pure Thunderstorm, or I should say three of them, is an interesting one. I always have had air purifiers because my allergies drive me absolutely bonkers. I can't stand it. And so I've always had them, the big, tall, loud towers that sound like a jet engine in the side of your room. Well... I got an Eden Pure Thunderstorm because a friend had told me they work really well. They work really well. I plugged it in the first day. I come back in my room. I had it in my room so I was worried about allergies. And my sons, my room had smelled so good, my sons stole it (laughs) and took it up to their room. And then I went and bought two more. And now I own three. One for their room, one for my room, one for the living room. As I've told you before, not only does it clean your air, doesn't cover up odors, it takes them out of the air. It's taking care of my allergies for me. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you use the code word JESSE3, that's JESSE and the number three, you can save $200. $200. You can get three Eden Pures for under 200 bucks. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, use the code JESSE3, enjoy them. Trust me, you will. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The 
Jesse Kelly show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Chris, do you have any of the audio we talked about earlier for the show? Did you bother gathering any of the audio up for an Ask Dr. Jesse? Oh, you're getting on that now? That's good. Wow, Chris, I don't see why you'd rush. There's only like 30 minutes of show left. You know what? I'll just move on by myself. I'll continue to carry the show by myself like some kind of mountain man. Dr. Jesse, it really bothered me. I'm really bothered by the phrase, quote, for the good of society. It's currently being used in reference to COVID mandates slash vaccine, but I've heard it used to justify all kinds of things. I'm not quite smart enough to put into words why this bothers me. I know you're not any smarter than me, but you're really tall, so that has to count for something. Is there ever an argument for something being for the good of society that you agree with? If so, what are the limiting principles? Thanks, and I love the show. It bothers me, too. You're, you, you've seen so much of for the public health, for the public good. But here's, here's the reality of it. As someone on the right, wherever you fall on the right spectrum, conservative, nationalist, neoconservative, libertarian, wherever you fall on the right, on some level you do believe in individual liberty, as you should, as you should. You should believe in individual liberty. However, we all also believe there are limits to that at some point, right? You obviously have to have laws of some kind, it shouldn't be legal in your society to murder people unless they're pedophiles. But it shouldn't. You understand that we all agree there are limits to that. So it's not that I have a problem with the idea of for the public good or that you have a problem with the idea of for the public good. Your issue with it is, it's the same issue with mine, is it's always used to violate your rights now and never something you care about at all. Ever. It's not something you care about at all. I think, and I don't expect you to agree with this, but maybe you will. I think it would be for the public good to train every single American citizen, men and women, in basics, in the basics of firearms as children in school. I believe children should learn this in school. They should learn years of firearm safety. They should have controlled range events in school. And I believe everyone should have one. Zero exceptions. I think every single person in this country should be trained in the use of firearms and own one. And get this. Now I'm going to sound like a communist. I think that would be for the public good. I think you would have a society very similar to like Switzerland that is virtually devoid of violent crime. Everyone has a gun. Every single person. Everyone has a gun. Everyone knows how to use one. What, Chris? Chris just brought up two years minimum military service. See, this is one I struggle with. I The liberty part in me says absolutely not. You can't force me to join the military. And the direction of our military right now tells me I'm not even sure I'd want my sons to join this military. However, however... Have you ever talked to a young person from Israel? Have you ever talked to a young person from Israel? They're the most mature, put-together young adults by 19, 20 years old because everyone's got to join. 
Everyone's got to do a couple years and do their part. Now, let's be honest about this. That's a country of 8 million people surrounded by people who want to murder them. We're a country of 330 million and our borders are, well, I was about to say safe, but we don't have an enemy attacking us with a military, so there's no need for that. But there are things you would support for the public good. You just don't support what the communist wants for the public good. That's the problem. That is the problem. Hey, Pink Flower. <laughs> That's not nice. Pink Flower, fun-sized, four-eyed oracle. It's not nice. How can a man who drives a truck with a sunroof not hand out full-size candy bars? Did you spend too much time fixing said sunroof? The trade market is hot. Time to trade in the truck with a sunroof and spend the profit on a full-size candy bar. I have already said this will be the last year I hand out half-size candy bars. We're going full-size next year, especially because everyone has been so mean to me about the whole thing. Also, I didn't add the sunroof to my truck. The truck I wanted, this is five or six years ago, the, the truck I wanted that had the things I wanted in it, it had a sunroof, okay? It had, shut up, Chris. It did have a sunroof. I didn't add the sunroof. Ugh, you know, never mind. Oh, greatest of the great, wisest of the wise, please explain the difference between a republic and a democracy. I looked in the dictionary, and the definitions are almost all most the same for each. Help me, please. You are a bubbling cesspool of knowledge. <laughs> that doesn't sound very nice. Well, A democracy, let's cover that first. Benjamin Franklin put this really, really well. He said a democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what to have for dinner. It is important that every single person in this country understands something they don't understand, apparently. We are not only not a democracy, we were never supposed to be a democracy. A democracy is a terrible, terrible thing. A a wretched thing where the majority, they trample on the minority. All that means is let's say we have a hundred people in our, in our tribe, in our country, and we're going to vote on something. Do you want a a vaccine mandate or you're fired and put to death? If 51 people go up and say, yes, you're fired and put to death. That's a democracy. You hear all these politicians on our side, too, call us a democracy when the founding fathers were emphatic that that's the last thing they'd want. We're never supposed to be one. We are a republic. We're a representative republic where you elect representatives to go speak for you in Congress. And if you structure it the way we did, it's supposed to work so the majority can't stomp on the rights of the minority. Now... We got away from that. We are losing sight of that rapidly, but that is the difference. A democracy is not only wrong, it's flat out evil. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, why don't you ever play... Like the good parts of that song. Not that that part's a bad song. Don't raise your hands like that's like like you don't know what I'm talking about. Obviously, that's a. I know it's nine minutes long. I understand it's nine minutes long, and I'm not ripping on that part of it. How about the part where he just starts just jamming out on the guitar, and we we have some guitar stuff in there? What did we get out of that, Chris? What did we get? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. 
That's what I'm talking about, Chris. Now that's what I'm talking about. Yes, now we're ready to go. It's Friday night, baby. Uh, do you have butt gig? Did you hear what butt gig said? Oh, gosh, please play butt gig. The White House and many economists keep saying that inflation is temporary. Much of it is tied to COVID. It's tied to these supply chain issues. But is it a mistake to dismiss this as temporary when in the moment it hurts? It hurts for that person who's paying up for a a dishwasher that's not going to arrive for three months. Yeah, look, this is something we take incredibly seriously. And there's a technical issue over whether it's considered structural or whether it's considered temporary. But when it's hitting your grocery bill, that's that's not temporary. That's just your, your life. That's your budget. And Americans are feeling that in a lot of different ways. It's one of the reasons why it's so important to move this legislation through, going back to where our conversation began. Because if we can act to reduce the costs that Americans face, the cost of childcare, the cost of schooling, the cost of access to pre-K, uh, just literally putting more money in people's pockets with things like the child tax credit that represents you know, thousands of okay, dollars. Yeah, I think year. we got the idea. They have no idea. They have no idea. Inflation is blowing off the chain and they're trying to spend $5 trillion while at the same time telling you spending $5 trillion will r- reduce inflation. <laughs> These people are nutballs. Oh, gosh butt gig and then did you hear uh who was that woman grand home did you hear when they asked her about uh, energy prices god i love this in sturgis michigan it is two dollars 89 cents a gallon i guess that's better than in california what is the grand home plan to increase oil production in america <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that is hilarious would that i had the magic um- that's hilarious. Oh, that is so funny. People are people are getting broken at the pump. They can't afford to fill up. Ha <laughs> ha! Man, they have got to do better in the Biden administration. Putting these feminists in different positions of power doesn't work. I explained this before when Jen Psaki kept getting smug with everyone. Oh, supply chain problems. Who cares? Understand something. This is actually not a left or right issue. This is not, I'm not even being an anti communist, even though I am one. This is not me saying that. I'm saying this as nicely as humanly possible. Everybody hates feminists. Everyone. Even other feminists hate feminists. Nobody likes being around a bitter woman. They're horrible people to be around. Everyone hates them. It is one of these gifts. And curses God gave women. A woman with a smile on her face and a pleasant demeanor has the ability to light up a room like the sun. However, a nasty woman with a scowl on her face has a way of bringing everybody down around her. And the problem with packing your government full of feminists is they all come off like this. Jen Psaki comes off like a horrific witch this lady comes up. Listen to this. People right now, I have emails into my show. They can't afford to fill up and go to work. Listen to this woman again. You have got to do better than this when you're staffing people. Just Michigan, it is $2.89 a gallon. I guess that's better than in California. What is the grand home plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Would that I oh, had. Magic- yeah, good job, Joe. Jesse, I just had to pull over and lose my spot in traffic so I can send this email to you. 
I'm absolutely excited to help you out. I'm fortunate to be in an industry where pests don't give a crap about vaccine mandates, although I'm confident that I know who all the cockroaches and rats like likely to vote for. I don't have an open position at this time, but I desperately want to help. May I please get you started with a halfway point donation of $5,000 to get you guys going? And I'd like to encourage other business owners out there, big and small, to do the same. I'm at under 100 employees, and I know it'll be coming for me and them soon. Lord knows what will happen, but even though I'm going into my slow time of year, I wanted to help. Hope to hear back from you. Let's go, Brandon. And he says I can use his first name. His first name is Russell. You will absolutely hear back from us, Russell. This is one of the G- uh, this is one of the generous people who has decided to jump in already. We're not even soliciting donations, and already we've almost reached the donation limit. Well, like I said, we're going to pick three families. Email me your story if you're one of these families about to lose your job because of vaccine mandates. We're if if, if you're one of the three we pick, we're going to get you ten grand. We're going to try to line you up with another employer so you can find a job because I know that's what you really want, a career with an employer who actually values you more than they value being a lickspittle for the government. So we are, are, we are hearing, already hearing from employers. We're already getting stories in from people. Send us your stories. We're going to help as much as we possibly can, see if we can't get through all this. Jesse, the one hated by the lefty liberals. If you could ask Saki a question at the press briefing that would ambush her, what would it be? Probably won't hear your answer as I catch you on time delay. Love that you are disliked by liberals. Well, actually, I have kind of a lame answer to this one because there's a bunch of stuff I'd like to ask Jen Saki, but Jen Saki is just simply a paid propagandist. She's a paid liar. She's never going to answer any of your questions. You're never going to pin her down on something. You can't possibly. Now, you can hate that, and that's fine, but what you should do is learn from that. Republicans get pinned down all the time. You should never be pinned down. You never let them define what the question's going to be. You never, ever, 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 ever talk about something you don't want to talk about. You control the conversation at all times. You can hate her. But she's doing it right. Dear Matador of Communism, as you continue to slay these dirty rat commies using the truth of common sense and the mindset of everyday Americans, does it bother you that only 11 states are looking to push against the overreaching OSHA mandates? I could have sworn there were 50 states total, but only 11 are willing to defend their citizens' rights to not have an experimental dosage of who knows what pumped into them? Keep doing what you're doing, sir. We need more voices like yours in the times of trial. You can use my name. His name is Tyler. Well, there's a reason I have encouraged people time and time again to move to a red state and then work to make it redder. It's not because I'm anxious to have a bunch of new neighbors here in Texas. That's really genuinely not it, although I'm fine with that. There's plenty of space. I encourage people to move because... The state red governments, and there's only a few of them with any guts, they're the only protection out there for you now. We don't have the courts. We don't even have the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, those losers, Barrett and Kavanaugh and all the rest of them already shooting down the vaccine mandate stuff. If you're someone on the right, 
You are under assault from every single cultural institution. The power of the states, the power of the states is the only, absolute only protection you have. So why not get them? Why not get them? Go. Take advantage of it. I, I'm under the gun like you are. All these federal dictates and all these other things. But I do live in the state of Texas. And even if my governor isn't quite as firm as I'd like him to be, he at least can stand up to something. All right, we'll wrap up with as many Ask Dr. Jesse questions as I can get rapid fire in next. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. Jesse Kelly show. Let's see if we can get through all these Ask Dr. Jesse questions as fast as possible here because I've missed quite a few, obviously. But remember, you can still email your questions in. I'll get to them next week. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, all are welcome. Remember, if you're a family about to lose your job for this vaccine mandate crap, email me your story. Maybe we'll maybe you'll be one of the ones we pick. We can get you some help, all right? Giving out ten grand for fam- for a family, for three families if we can. Looks like we're going to be able to get to that. Going to also try to get you a new job. So get me the details. Get me your story, all right? Hello, oh, big-hearted wonder. Oh, please. I just want to say how overwhelmed I was by Patrick's simply stated offer of I'll take the first family and his generosity. I think you were momentarily gobsmacked, too. I was. I was, absolutely. God bless him and you for what you were doing to help those families that are standing up to all this nonsense. Keep up the great work. My husband and I are huge fans. Thank Patrick, not me. That's And, and look, like I said, I already have another $10,000 donation from one person, and we just read that email from Russell, who's pledging five. I, I'm just, like I said at the very beginning of the show, if, if you missed it, the whole show's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can download the whole thing. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it takes a lot to impress me. That's part of being a narcissistic sociopath, but I'm... My emails today, the generosity of people and the number of people who are saying to me, Jesse, I don't need anything. We're, we're, we'll make it work. We'll find something. I'm I'm blown away. But if you do need, if you do need and you are scared and you need, email me. We want to help. We got to stand with each other. I want a school board seat in Commie, Massachusetts, and they are big mad. We should talk about it. Good for you, my brother. Go run for these school board seats. You don't understand How many of these school boards across the country, they're controlled entirely by Democrats simply because no Republican runs for them. They've never even had to campaign. You get a Republican out there that's madder than heck and doing some campaigning, raise a little money, get some mailers out there. You're going to win these seats. You're going to change the education for children going forward. Nothing's more important than that. Dr. Jesse. In a previous show, you talked about the moment in your previous campaign for Congress in Arizona where you felt you lost the election when you expressed your position on Social Security in front of all those Arizona blue hairs and graybeards. Do you think Terry McAuliffe had a similar reaction or similar moment when he doubled and tripled down on his statement that parents shouldn't be telling schools what to teach? And go easy on Chris. He seems like one of those get it people you were recently talking about. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Says I can use his name. Well, 
Terry McAuliffe is in a different situation than I was. And by the way, I, I didn't know that the Social Security thing had lost me the election because it didn't until I ran out of money and Gabrielle Giffords ran a bunch of campaign ads trashing me and manipulating my words, making it look like that's what I said. That's when I knew. When I was watching those TV ads and I wasn't on there, I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> this is not good. But back to Terry McAuliffe. Yeah, Terry McAuliffe messed up big time, and that's what lost him the election. That's what lost in the election. But oftentimes with Democrats now, with Democrats now, they're so beholden to the groups that prop them up. They, you see, they have these gigantic groups they count on to prop them up and give them guaranteed a certain number of votes guaranteed. Teachers unions are probably the biggest one of those. So, yes, he screwed up with the initial one and he should have shut up. And backed off after that. But Democrats, for better or for worse, they always supersize their base. Republicans do not. Republicans will campaign and act like they care about their base and then promptly get elected and sneer at their base behind their backs. Democrats are always trying to reward their friends and punish their enemies. Republicans do exactly the opposite. What That's a long way of me saying Terry McAuliffe it, it wouldn't even be possible for him to stop throwing bones to the teachers' unions. It wouldn't be possible. They are so huge for any Democrat trying to get elected. Jesse, I have, quote, friends on social media all excited about getting their kids jabbed. I hate them, and my heart bleeds for those poor innocents. Do I mock the parents publicly, or do I leave it alone? Says I can read his name. His name is Larry. It's not often... I am unsure of things. This is one of the times I'm unsure of because, one, I I can't believe we've gotten to a place in this country where people are so fearful and so living in a world of make-believe, they're excited to run out and get a vaccine for their kid for a disease that doesn't even affect their child. So I'm stunned and I'm angry about that. I consider that to be institutional child abuse, medical child abuse. I consider it to be barbarism. I've mentioned it before. People whine about the Taliban, and understandably, because they're terrible. I don't consider what we do to children in this country any better just because it's done by someone in a white lab coat. I don't. But as far as your friends go, I guess it depends on how close friends they are. I do try to keep in mind, when I said I'm unsure about something, this is what I meant. I do try to keep in mind, I mentioned this the other night on the show, how impossible it is for such a high percentage of Americans to determine truth from fiction. They're not listening to my show with you every single night. They're not seeking out the programs and podcasts you have. They're just, they're normal people or people living in an environment that like one of these hardcore blue areas, all their friends think this way. All their news programs think this way. The movies they watch think this way. Their politicians think this way. They never, ever, ever even encounter a voice that is opposite to their worldview. So what chance do they have? What chance? Jesse, I've been preparing myself to lose my job over this. I will not comply. Now a question about the border. Is anyone or any organization doing anything that is that a responsible citizen can become involved in to help protect the border? Thank you. 
The answer to that question is no, not at this time. Just hold off on that. If I get word about a border group that I think is safe and good, I will let you know that is one. Two, don't comply. Do not comply. Stand up. Make your employer fire you. Gather your fellow workers. Organize before that date comes. Make your employer lose all his talented people. Rise. Rebel. Now is the time. Enjoy your weekend. That's all. So-